do I do a piece off paper, but I'm working on this, so you guys are just such a generous audience, I thought I'd share this one. It's called Reach Out to Me. I want to write a poem that speaks a romance to the little blue lines that whisper into the ears of the sheep. A poem retold by the pages to the breeze, words that end up on stop signs on bottles of wine. Words retold by the river to the seas, phonetically carried by the movement of the trees and by feathered wings by the buzz of bees, even carried by ants to hilltop openings to backroom basement poker scenes, jotted on the sides of toilet seats and in permanent ink and they'll not even know how they know this piece or from where or when those words speak, just hearing them in their heads, in their souls, in their sleep pleading in the background while they read, even while they're turning the channels on TV, watching the big screen at the movies, a poem you can hear through the water of a shower scene in broken English, Spanish, and Japanese, and even in Braille for when you cannot see, words that calm the babies and tame the savage beasts that you can read over the dirt and make grass grow green, even kill all the weeds to sprout new trees, even landscape rivers and streams. It shakes hands with the rays of the sun with the very beams, slingshots through the universe, the galaxy, all the polka dot lights we see, a poem that carries a message to alien life forms that'll phone home like E.T. with pointy light bulb fingers, carry the message put forth by the earthling peep, words that say, read me aloud into the breeze, reach out to me. And then I have one. Thank you. Um, I always preface, I've read this poem at, um, at three or four different events, and I continuously preface this poem with white mothers of black sons go through similar struggles as black mothers of black sons. It's called Beautiful Brown Baby Boy. He called my beautiful brown baby boy what? Immediately, images of lifeless lynch dead bodies left dangling from camp trees played as melodious maternal hymns they tapped out these SOS messages, but white me? White me just knew I would hear. He was sent home. Ms. Renzi, actions have consequences and zero tolerance is practiced at this prestigious summer camp, yet kids say the Darndest things was what I heard. Nah, not word for word, yet skating on thin ice. Only 14 years old. Under close supervision the next 11 days and nights. So what? Even after this incident happened, my baby boy's got to spend the night with a heathen in a cabin and people. We wonder how at tender 20 cars get plowed into crowds and Charlottesville happened. This was not sticks and stones. He did not call my son stupid or even fucker. He called my son nigger in an attempt to hold him down because they could never beat him up. And my woke 12-year-old, he's 12 years old. He tries passing knowledge instead of throwing fists and with the weight of an entire culture held on slight shoulders, he attempted to explain the weight of that word. 400 years of slavery, five million Africans dead, auction blocks, rapes, whips, torture, and I left. I left my beautiful brown baby boy in the woods on scholarship with Trump supporters and like-minded counselors. How did I fail? I failed. I failed to see the Make America Great Again bumper stickers parked on the foreign cars, in the lots, 
on drop-off day. It would be 11 days before I laid eyes on my beautiful brown baby boy. Mom, you think this is the first time I've been called that? See, Ma, your struggle to provide me with every opportunity with this by any means necessary attitude, coupled with your white privilege, usually leaves me the only black kid. Or have you failed to even notice? All last year at, all last year at school, my nickname, Mix the fuck up. And I remember in kindergarten when the dumb third grader, he called me a spick on the bus, and I still recall what you told me to do. You said, tell him to kiss your white ass, and your black ass too. But then I watched and Ma, this mission ensued. You refused to allow me to lose my cultural identification in the face of an absent black father by immersing me into my deeply rooted history and loudly often clarifying that what I learn in class history is a one-sided account from people who should be repentant of action and instead cowardly offer alternative fact to cover truth. So after seven years of extra homework and detention for speaking your mind in class settings, I had no problem looking him in eyes like yours and loudly declaring that I am not a slave, but come from people enslaved, brought to this country, coffled and shackled, and now his family jeweler, he want to cuff us in gold chains. Mom, you might be white, but you taught me to Never be ashamed for the melanin in my skin is from where kings once came. And you need more examples? Shimon last year at school, my white boy, we had the same act, but I got detention and he got escape. And that C minus that I brought home that was wildly unacceptable to you? Let me paraphrase my teacher when he said, Jordan, most black kids didn't do as well as you. And we all know one day, I'll be accosted by blue for just being black, but Ma, you gotta calm down. You show me these facts. And right now, I am exhausted from offering a 12-year-old opinion every time race is discussed because I look like them, but Ma, to me, it's an us. So right now, I'm not gonna go and point out that kid so you can find his mom and flip your damn lid. See, Ma, you taught us better than this. You said, are you smarter, never louder, and never with this? like seven months and it just keeps evolving. It's called peace. Just give me a piece of a piece of a slice of a sliver of a kiss on the lips to make these cravings cease. But please, Lord, give me peace. Call it a prescription for the impossible, a call for the unstoppable, a snapshot of the improbable, but give me peace of mind, of minds, of time, of violence against intellect and rage against this tyranny of stupidity like it's a crime. Give me Monday mornings that feel like Friday afternoons, where a sip in the middle of the dawn is a taste of the peace to come. Give me the inconspicuous insinuations which cause these cocks to turn and remind me Remind me of my own mental fragility, causing me, causing me to evolve further into my own species. Give me a challenge, knowing that the surmounting cause will, like scientific laws, bring us to an intellective climatic surge, followed by a pause, associated with none other than peace of which I seek. See, my mind has grown weary of the drain of the dreary, audaciously foolish, boldly blinded, and sinking where no woman has gone before, past progression, and I'm confessing exhaustively, give me peace. Give me 
harmonies on an apartment stoop, and fresh rhymes generated by sharp minds. Give me cleverly cued conversation that before procreation comes sustenation of the intellectual kind where feasts, hmm, where feasts are feats of the mind. And in due time, we can procreate peace after we've mastered these things. So many minor and meager, but with abilities to make war cease. And then there will be peace on Earth. But first, something's got to get done. And everybody's waiting on anybody. And nobody come. And yet, and still, my pride remains as I fight to sustain. Give me peace. Thank you.